Size 5 Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasperi. This is Frank Pelican. Did you have to think about it? Uh, you're listening to The Spin Chagrin, episode 66. Last week's category was Sewer Shenanigans um, from friend of the podcast, Orion Wellmaker. And um, you red carded me, so I watched this movie with you as well, Frank. You want to tell them what it is? So tonight we're going to talk about 1980s Scared to Death, um, also known as the Aberdeen Experiment for some reason, and Scared to Death colon Stingenor. So let me uh say that both of the, I don't understand the Aberdeen Experiment thing because I don't believe this takes place in a place called Aberdeen. Nah. Um, So I don't know like where that reference is, but... Sinjinor is a much more, I don't know, relevant title because at no point in this movie is a single person scared to death. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're, you know, killed to death, but yeah, it's never out of fright, even though I mean, they might the, be scared. Could LA itself be scared to death because of the murders that are taking place, maybe? Yeah, but that's a silly title then. <laughs> and then, and any horror movie, people are scared to death in like the whatever you know metaphorical sense but well, not like with the way they name horror movies i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they're all called just scared to death at some point right like, well they should be right. if that's if, if if that's what we're going with here then there's no reason for any movie to be called anything but scared to death so let's uh, talk about this uh okay this fucking opus um <laughs> you texted me that you thought that this movie wasn't as bad as you think i thought it was Yes, maybe. Um, I don't think you know how bad I thought it was because, in the grand scheme of things, this movie was like far better than many other things I've seen in my life. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I would think that at this point in your film watching, you know, history, you would have seen much worse. Yes. Um. So obviously, I've seen much worse, but I've also seen much better. And <laughs> sure, this movie. I I I, th- I, le- I thought this was very. <laughs> funny some parts of it are funny (laughs) the parts you can see (laughs) um all right so there's this woman who's trying to ditch trying to avoid this dude that's obviously got the hots for her um with some lame excuses because she's just gonna stay home and paint her nails you know and not go on a date with the schlub who wants to hang out with her and when that happens she hears a noise in her kitchen and she's like, Harold, I gotta go. And so she goes out. I don't know if his name's Harold. I can't remember, but that seems right. So she goes out into her kitchen and she's murdered to death by something in the shadows that's in her house. She was probably scared to death before she was murdered. She probably very she's very scared because she's obviously scared at one point. Um, she also is one of the people in the movie who you get to see their bosoms. Um, so she plays a pivotal role in the eighties horror genre. Um, actually the only person you'd really see naked, I think in the movie, is that right? Uh, yes, it feels like there's some breasts at some point. Nah, they're, they're, they're disguised. Okay. We'll we'll get to that. It's the greatest love scene in the history of cinema. Yes. We definitely have to talk about it. Yes. Um, so that woman's dead. So 
then you see another woman who's out with her friends and for whatever reason instead of just like letting her friends drive her to her car she decides to walk to her car even though she's scared to death of like walking alone and also scared to death of putting her key in the um you know the the lock of her door i don't even know what you call that anymore door lock like i don't know (laughs) Like we don't have words for things anymore. You know what? Let's say, let me let me say something. That I actually the lock. Yeah, whatever. But I mean, like, it feels like it should have a name, like other than just the lock, the keyhole. Anyway, it's that thing, the thing that lets her into her car. So I was, I noticed something because I watch. I think you and I both do this. I watch everything with closed captioning as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know because for whatever reason anymore, in my old age, I just don't necessarily like having things loud and. I like to have the descriptive captions on because sometimes it can be really funny in certain movies. Mm -hmm. So at one point in this movie, somebody picks up a telephone to make a call and there's a dial tone that's very evident within the scope of the movie. And the closed captioning references this dial tone as continuous beep from phone. And I was thinking like, no, you schlubs. Like that's a fucking dial tone. Like it's not a beep. (laughs) It's a like it's a noise, it's a drone, but it's not a beep. And I was thinking that some either some like AI or some millennial has no idea what the fuck a dial tone is <laughs> and could not comprehend like how to describe what was being heard. So just continuous beep <laughs> is what we got. Right. And that made me really sad that I was like thinking like how many other things in my life <laughs> am I going to see descriptive captions of where I know what's being described. And the thing describing it has no idea how to describe the thing to me. We're like, I'm smarter than the thing I'm watching, which in this case, you know, wasn't very difficult because right. fucking scared to death. But well, okay. I mean, yeah, you can't. So the what a card door lock is. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I don't claim to be always smarter, just in certain <laughs> cases. So anyway, so this chick, she goes um, to get in her car, and even though she starts her car successfully and is able to rev the engine and burn her wheels out, she cannot get the car to move mostly because the giant genetic creature that's standing behind the car. That's clearly visible to us as a viewer is like holding her car from moving, I guess is what was occurring. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So it does that for a while and she's like freaking out. And then for some reason, she unlocks her car door, because that's going to help. And then the Sinajor, Sinjinor, I can't remember how they say it in this fucking movie, Sinjinor, rips her car door off and basically fucks her to death with, like, a bloody, I don't know. He's basically, like, you find out that he's mouth-fucking people, like, that's how he kills them. Yeah. Because yeah. he's getting to their spinal fluid. And the only way to get to their your spinal fluid, like, the most obvious way is to go through your fucking mouth. Because, you know, you don't have, like, a back or anything. But anyway. Right. So he's 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 going in deep. Like, or she maybe, because it can reproduce. I don't know. Hermaphroditic syngenor. Um. So then you're introduced to the main character of this fucking monstrosity of a movie. Um. In well, well, first there's there's the partner though. We get introduced to his partner Lou, his ex, oh. the, the main guy's ex partner Lou, because you have the most stereotypical like Columbo 
70s TV situation where Lou is investigating this case and the chief comes over and is like, you got to get this solved like today, like, you know, or like there's going to be hell to pay. It's your job if you don't have it done like this afternoon. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Putting a lot of and, there, and there's and there's hints that like you know there's been more than one so far, but it's like he, the the chief doesn't want to hear that. Like, um, just get it done. Like, and 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 then yes, and so we we move on to the main character. Sorry, I'm gonna tell you a secret. Even though he plays a pivotal role in this film, I could give two shits about Lou. Like, he's the most useless character in any movie ever. Uh, maybe aside from this main character, who might be like I don't. Know. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a toss up. So the um, other night we watched a movie, all of us, myself, Chris, and our friend Ryan, on a Zoom call we do on Saturday nights. Like sometimes we'll watch like a B movie together, and we watched a movie that Ryan and I love quite a bit called Slime City. And Slime City has possibly the least likable protagonist in the history of film, except for maybe the protagonist of Scared to Death. <laughs> Who's not only unlikable, but is also possibly a psychopath and maybe like the worst detective of all time or like the worst detective with like the luckiest breaks of like detection. Anyway, so you meet um, Ted Laundrigan. Laundrigan, I don't know. The worst terrible last name. Yeah, right. And Ted Laundrigan is a piece of shit. And he's a guy that backs out of parking spaces without looking he's a guy that flees from the scene of accidents he's a guy that casually sexually harasses women and this is all in your introduction to him Mm -hmm. and it only gets better from there so ted is leaving i don't even remember like what the fuck he's doing but um something scummy i'm sure he's in some he's in some shop or something where he's talking to some dude that he's got like some friendship with anyway so he leaves this place and he backs his car up again without like paying attention to where he's backing it up and runs into the car of what's her name jennifer salton or something jennifer i don't remember what her last name is jennifer though jennifer swanton that's it because mm. like Sw- swanton bomb it's like, appropriate <laughs> um so anyway or swanson or something it's probably not swanton that's probably just what i was thinking because i fucking hate jeff hardy um so anyway so he backs into her car and she's got like this like antique like jaguar and he's like oh man guess you should have watched where you're going you want some pop rocks you want some gum i got some juicy fruit and she's like what the fuck like i want to call the police because you ran into my car and he's like yeah like that's not gonna work for me because i gotta go to the office but um why don't i just like offer to write you a check and you come pick it up in my office and then we'll call it even and she's like, no, you have to wait here for to call the like for me to call the police. And he's like, Yeah, I'll tell you what, you call this dude and he's gonna come and he'll take care of you, but I'm definitely not waiting for the police to come. And she's like, What what what? So then he says, Let me give you my card, but he doesn't have a card. He has like a piece of like crinkled up paper that's just randomly stuffed in his pocket that he writes some shit out on. And then he leaves her and she's like dumbfounded so he goes to the office and there he's playing chess with his partner um lou right is that what the guy's name is and and lou is lou in that scene is wearing like some sort of like 
like leather jacket like um because he's black right and did you pay attention to like the first like like the transition music in that it sounded like something out of fat albert and it's the only time they use that music in that entire fucking movie and it felt like some like like low-key weird like racist shit like to to use that specific music to like introduce lou sitting there like playing chess with um well maybe because lou's not necessarily the greatest guy at playing chess um as ted points out to him like super fast like hey you know that's your move you fucking idiot like right you just gave up your queen he's like oh uh i don't think that's the case and then ted's like it fucking is the case right and then he just takes lose queen so anyway so then jennifer he's the master detective right yeah right so then jennifer shows up and lou leaves and lou's like hey you sure you don't want to come in on this case with me for, to find the serial killer? And Ted's like, nah, I can't get along with the chief. There's no way I can do it, or whatever his fucking answer is. This is something along those lines. So, Jennifer comes in, and she's like, I came... First of all, he's got, like, his office, which is his workspace, which is really, like, like a $5 a night fucking... Um, motel room or something where this film right. all of the scenes of his office are filmed yes he's got shit like all over the chair and he's like oh yeah the maid's gonna be here next week so let me let me let me say here that there are ridiculous like personal details about so many people in this movie that ultimately don't matter but show the like the person that wrote this movie really thought that he was crafting something yeah timeless like he was crafting this like amazing script where you're going to be so invested in these minor characters because he's just giving them so much personality and life yeah it's like dude there's there's some lines in this that aren't good necessarily but it's somebody who's really trying there's some dialogue we're gonna get to one of my favorite dialogue exchanges in decades i think (laughs) but we we gotta work Uh so he's like you know have a seat and again here's another thing so he he has to move like these like dirty clothes and magazines off of his his like easy chair that's sitting in front of his desk where previously Lou was sitting so he's got to clear all this stuff so this woman can sit down and she gives one look at his chair and she sits on like some other thing that's on the other side of his desk which I thought was hilarious that again it's like this small thing where it's not just because the ease of like movement there would just be to have her sit where he cleared the stuff and you still get the joke but then like they put this extra little bit in where she's not even like she's too dignified to sit in this dirty ass chair she's gonna move over and sit down on like whatever it is i don't even know what it is on the other i guess it's another chair Mm -hmm. that makes sense but they don't show you that it's a chair it's just a thing that she's sitting on so anyway so then fucking charming ass ted is like well i know i told you to come here and i give you a check but i can't give you a check and she's like oh this always happens to me i should have known better but then it turns out that Ted, he's a baller because what he's got is cash. So he just pulls this random envelope out of a file cabinet and hands it to her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my God, this is $2,000. And he's like, yeah, you know, because yeah. 
what if the part doesn't fit and you know it's a it's an old car and i want you to be able to like be able to fix it and she's like wow this is a much better yeah this is what i was expecting than what i expected the line yeah and he's like well um maybe i can make it up to you by taking you out to dinner right look she like she gets that money man and it's like personality her true personality changes completely as soon as she sees that cash it is like like instant it's like damp like she's just oh, all right. smiles she's just like oh my like oh this is so this is so much money it's more than what i needed like because it doesn't even matter about like it's the fact that not only did he just give it to her but there's apparently more cash there right now ted you find out through like exposition was a hot shot detective on the i guess los angeles police force mm-hmm. who abandoned his career either because I don't know if they're ever really clear on the fact that he got kicked out by this chief that didn't like want to put up with his um, hotshot ways, hotshot ways. Right. Or if he just decided to quit because it was too much for him to deal with, like the world of detection and whatever. So anyway, the kayfabe is that this man is now some kind of successful writer. Right. I don't know how, because he's an idiot, but that's like what you're left to believe. (laughs) Like we 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 need to we need to we need to deal with Ted for a second, like, and try to describe um, this fucking idiot. Like, here's my take on Ted: is Ted acts like he's he thinks he's playing um, Elliot Gould as Marlowe in The Long Goodbye. Like, that's what it, I think this actor thinks he's doing, is, like, he's a jokester, he's a comedian, he's catching you off guard with, like, you know... This quirkiness? Pop, yeah, he wants pop rocks or whatever. Like, you know, he, he, think, you know, he thinks he's cool, he thinks he's suave, like, you know, um, because he's, like, you know, disarming. And um, this guy, this actor, is such a geek, and he looks like such a geek, and he can't deliver these lines in any kind of funny way. And the lines themselves aren't funny. Um, that he comes off looking like one of the bigger assholes that I've ever seen in film history. Yes, he's a he's a criminally unaware doofus. He, you know, he's like he's like a shorn Big Bird kind of like the way that <laughs> he like walks around. Yes, he's all fucking like like shoulders and elbows and <laughs> this just like mop of like unruly kind of greasy ish like curly hair mm-hmm. i don't know it's 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 a terrible there, something about his jaw like his face it's like you're right big bird's a good comp maybe yeah only because like his his like chin into his, his chin it goes up to his jawline but his jawline juts out so it's like his face kind of has like a v at a V yeah. at the bottom, like a Where like a like a Y V, and then his top to to right is like uh, it's weird, man. Like uh, for his chin just to melt like solidly into his neck. Yes, yes. That's why the Sinjinor sin can't like get a spinal fluid because he ain't got no throat. <laughs> but we'll get to that. This dude's got so much throat though. Like he has a long neck on top of it. That's like, the problem. Is it's all throat. He can't get through it. He's, he doesn't have a esophagus. He just throat. I'm 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 looking at him right now, and I fucking I fucking hate him so much. Yeah, um, he's, a, he's he's a terrible human. So all right, so she's 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 wet from her money, and so she's she turns down the offer of the 
the date because she's like, no, we're, we're not going to do that. But I appreciate the money. And he's like, yeah, well, maybe I'll see you around. And so she leaves. So then some people go roller skating. Correct me if I'm like missing some part of there's this. A, there's is there a, something that happens between there, that and there, the roller there skating? There is. There's, there's another like victim um, in a car. Oh, my God. Is is it's not the car victim? Yeah, there's a victim in a car. Um, is there? Yeah, Who is it? Is it the dude or something? Nah, it's a it's a blonde blonde girl. Um, I don't know who she is. She's just like walking it late at night to her car. That's why I already talked about that. So that happens after that. Well, there's there's the blonde that's like naked in her house. Right, right. that's the first she, one. Then. The, yeah. the second one, I all right. So I got the, I got the sequence. Yeah, you got it mixed up. That's all it is because yeah. I don't fucking care. So anyway, so that happens. And I already talked about that. So then, there's some roller skaters, and the roller skaters are at a parking garage, and it's either too late to go roller skating, or they don't feel like it because they're a bunch of like just whiners about the idea of going roller skating. So one of them is this lady, and she's like, you know what? Fuck it. I got my skates on. I'm going to skate to the bottom of this thing. So she does that, and everybody else is still, like, hemming and hawing over whether or not they're going to go skating. So she roller skates to the bottom of this parking garage, and it takes fucking forever. And as she's Dude, going, long it's as like, ever. there's, there's the, again, the descriptive audio is telling me there's a creature shrieking. So I'm like, if you can hear these things, but I mean, I guess she can't go back, because what are you going to do? You can't roller skate up. Right. Right? Like, you can't go uphill on roller skates. So she just like roller skates to the bottom and she gets to the bottom and I don't quite understand what's happening here. I don't know if she was like planning on ditching the guy she was with because he's a schlub or if she had to get changed to go back upstairs so she could roller skate back down again. <laughs> but anyway, she first of all, she sits on the like ass of this um what's it called a bw bug and i was like god damn that's real presumptuous to just sit on this bug like that but then it turns out it's her car because her clothes are in the back so she sits down takes off her skates puts on a sweatshirt and a pair of pants and then shoes and then gets creeped out by the creature noises that she can hear and runs away but she's not very good at escaping because she runs up the stairwell but the stairwell is locked so she's like, well, I guess I better go down again. So then she goes back down and then goes like in the direction of the creature noises and of course gets killed. And this is like, you don't really get to see the Sinjinor much in this movie, but you kind of get to see him here. So you see sort of like, uh, like picture Green Goblin from the first Spider-Man movie, but sort of elongated. And there's some really funny stuff with him later once they start showing him a little more. So I guess maybe that's why he was kind of hidden. Um, but anyway. So that sequence is eight minutes long. Yeah, it's a long sequence. It is the longest damn like characters you don't know death scene I maybe have ever seen. Like it's just like we're just gonna roller skate and try to build up tension. It doesn't work. Um, really like that scene like whatsoever. I'm just sitting there like, why am I watching this? Like this is all just to get like kill somebody. It's it's really, really long, and it feels longer than eight minutes. It's already bad enough at eight minutes. It feels so much longer than eight minutes. 
Um, I have to believe that it's a thing where some shit happened and they just like grab these people and want for a day in between shooting everybody else and was like, let's just film film this like long sequence to put in the middle of this movie. Like had had to be something like that. It makes no sense to 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 be that long. It is very long for no reason. Um. So then she's dead. Yeah. So then her friends go. They roller skate down. So that takes forever too. Um. And they're like, oh, she wouldn't have left us. Here's her skates. She would never have left her skates. Then they open a door and she flops down and she's like hanging. Yeah. Did I miss the scene that I love? Yes. I'm just going to talk about this scene because it's the greatest scene in the movie. The, the only thing that really happens in between where you left off in that killing sequence is the date. Oh, yeah. So, um, well, okay. But I want to talk about, I want to talk about the best character in the movie. Okay. So you get this scene where there's these two maintenance workers sanitation oh workers, yeah yeah that, yeah that that does happen in between there too yeah you're right and they're at they're at the scene of like some disturbance and they're at this like manhole and the one guy says oh, fuck, i want to get this right because it's like it's so amazing like the way that he the guy goes of course he had to get me up in the middle of the night. Who else would they get up in the middle of the night? I can just hear him now. He's going. And first of all, like the guy, there's the, the one, the man that's going in the sewer is the one complaining. Cause he's the one that got woken up in the middle of the night. Cause he's apparently like the ace, like sewer repair man or something. Right. But the friend that he's with, I don't think ever, like he calls him like Howard or whatever, like his first name. Mm-hmm. And then the guy's like, I can just hear whatever the boss saying, Tindall, <laughs> and it's the weirdest fucking thing. And he keeps saying it. And it turns out it's his last name, but it's like, like you can tell that this is a joke between these two people, like that dates back, whatever. And that you're supposed to understand that. I don't know. It's just the most ridiculous inflection, and it comes out of yes. nowhere. Like it shocked me when he started doing like because it's the weirdest voice. It's Tyndall, and then you find out that that Howard Tyndall, who is the man going into the sewer, was having sex with a beautiful woman at three a.m. That because yes. that's what Tyndall was doing. Um, so he goes down in the sewer, and this is actually I think the first time anyone's in the sewer in this movie. So meeting the requirements of the category. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tyndall gets like destroyed by um, I almost call him Snuffle Up against the fucking Sinjinor. So his friend goes down into the sewer to like investigate and sees him like destroyed by the Sinjinor and just fucking leaves. And it's like what you expect is for the Sinjinor to reach up and grab him and pull him back down, but no, nope, right. he like vaults out of the fucking yeah, and, like throws himself like. Land like flips around in the air and lands on his ass, and right. then with like Herculean strength, picks up a manhole cover right. and slams it back down on the hole. And his like fuck Tyndall and just dude. Leaves. The, the the most hilarious thing is when he goes down the ladder, like he like one one foot is still really high up on a rung, and he like looks over and sees him like with the flashlight. He like never even actually gets off the ladder right. like completely. Well, because like, well, he he says he's like Tyndall. You know I hate being scared. Like quit fucking with me, Tyndall. 
Um, anyway, so it's an amazing scene. And I, I rewound and watched the Tyndall thing like <laughs> three times because it just made me laugh so hard. And it just came out of nowhere like so fast. Tyndall! Yeah. <sighs> That's the last good part of this movie. All right. Um, so uh, Ted, Ted and Jennifer, they go on a date. Jennifer actually woos him by leaving him a note saying that it's the woman's prerogative to change your mind, which I actually thought was kind of like forward thinking for 1980. Mm-hmm. Um, in any event, so she leaves a note. Oh, because he sent um, the quarter panel to her Jaguar that he fucked up and a, a bouquet of roses or whatever bouquet yes. of flowers to her house yeah and so she gets all hot and bothered by like this showing of love so now she wants to go out with them she does and and so I think, they i think there's even a voiceover at that point because they use voiceovers oh yeah yeah there's the a movie, voiceover and it's, it's her awful. reading her letter yes hi yeah. i just want to say that i changed my mind about your offer a women's prerogative haha right so yeah went, whatever so um, anyway so and then there's happens. a voiceover from him though i think when when he sends those things where he's like jennifer i hope this is the right color <laughs> but oh, it's like right. delivered yeah, yeah. in such a flat way it's just like jennifer i hope this is the right color because <laughs> well, he's a fucking cretin <laughs> so so they go on the state and she's like i ha- i have this amazing restaurant that serves the best food and has its own private wine cellar and it's her fucking apartment yes so she's also a creep so <laughs> They go to her apartment and they're talking about how good the food is. And I swear to God, like I didn't rewind it, but I realized at a certain point that there was never any food on the table. They just talked about this food. So they didn't have the budget to like give them like a plate of spaghetti or some shit. There's just two glasses of wine and she's trying to get him drunk. So she's like, I guess this is the point in the night where you ask me to tell you, tell you a little bit about myself. And I fucking Ted shows that he's just like private detective of her she's like no you're born in 1950 and blah 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 and, graduated. <laughs> and you were like raped by your dad and like he, and he, your he dad just... your dad your dad sexually harassed you when you were a child right i'm making and, that up but it's like he just goes on and just like is creepy as shit right and um, she's like oh i guess i should have expected this and he's like yeah old habits die hard and then they just are fucking each other and it is the most awkward sex scene I've ever seen in a movie. Because he's like, Jennifer. And he reaches up and he slowly caresses her face. And she's making like these moon eyes with these wet fucking lips. And he like moves his hand down her neck and down to her chest. I swear to God, there's no boobs here. <laughs> or if there is, I just like blocked him out. To like caress her, her boob. And then it cuts to like them in bed together. And then it's just the next morning. So anyway, yeah. a waste of time there there's there's not um you don't actually get to see the breath like it goes down i i'm like i have it on just to confirm oh like, is that why like he goes down but you don't actually see like any like real breasts it's like you see like maybe like the top of her breast before the nipple i also want to mention it during this date is he's like why did you set the dialogue is why did you set out to go set out to go out with me or whatever it is we're doing and she says you're kind of cute which is a lie and then and you He's do have cute. a way about you the response to you do have a way about you is don't mistake being comatose for style that's ted's it's line. accurate though yeah i mean ted, ted <laughs> what the fuck 
this this person thought they were writing a masterpiece right i swear to god i mean there's so much so much invested in like <laughs> bullshit lines of dialogue that you know that what, what was this guy's name i meant to look him William up alone the director no he didn't write it he rakiko wrote it i think um yeah him and robert short um robert short is most famous for winning academy award for best makeup for beetlejuice Educate yourself to that reality. I am. I'm reading the taglines of this movie right now. <laughs> they yeah. were victims of the killer's kiss. They were. And then you would see scared to death. Yeah. You haven't this really guy, this... been scared until you've been scared to death. <laughs> is it alien or was it once human? That doesn't even make any sense because neither of those things is true. It doesn't. And then the thing we didn't talk about, too, is that the um, they they ruined the movie for you at the very beginning of the movie. Um, the very first thing in this movie is like this fucking prologue, it's called, that's like the events portrayed in this film. Oh, yeah. Although, I forgot like, about that. They're fictional, are, are based on scientific fact. Like, genetic engineering is real. Like, so it's like you don't, like, there's no guesswork to what right. this thing I've, is. I've completely, <laughs> completely forgotten about that. That's an amazing, an, an amazing opening, though. Right. Um, here's here's the last tagline. You're ready because this yeah, one's the best. Uh-huh. They wanted to create a new form of human life. Dot dot dot. They failed. <laughs> awesome. So anyway, so I I mixed some parts up, but then after this sex scene, there's the roller skating scene. Right. And then the police are at the roll at the parking garage. Yes. All of a sudden, where the one female friend of the girl that got killed by the Sinjinor roller skater number one roller skater number two lady she's like comatose because she saw her friends dead confusing her style though right so here's another thing like the sinjinor mouth rapes you with his like little like like fishing lure penis that comes out of his mouth (laughs) and eats your your spinal fluid like spoiler alert this is what's happening in this movie right so for whatever reason the sinjinor hangs roller skate girl upside down it doesn't even make any sense like sinjinor got what he wanted like he ain't gonna hang her up anyway maybe he hung her upside no because he did get what he wanted right i was thinking maybe right. it was like he a spider-man her... type thing like a mj no. like um peter he Parker got her precious thing. fluids and he got it while she was standing and up. yeah just so frank finally described it it's like just so everybody's aware when he references like mouth fucking or mouth rape like this thing is projecting something from its mouth a sinjinor into their like mouth like to get at their throat um he is not like have some kind of like sinjinor like member that is like mouth fucking these people like it is something that is jutting from his mouth into theirs i want to read you the actual um prologue text i just looked it up because it's uh-huh. amazing the events portrayed in the film, although fictional, are based on scientific fact. If they have not already happened, they soon could. <laughs> Genetic engineering is real, right. and soon we may all have to deal with the new values and definitions for life <laughs> and death. <laughs> yes, Amazing. we all might have to deal with the fucking Sinjinor. Um <clears throat> Yes, the new life and values. All right, so... Uh, so Ted and Ted and Jennifer are at the scene because Ted's been asked to be there by his, you know, by Lou, his best buddy. Right. 
Um, and there's this woman with glasses who wants to talk to Jennifer. So they go have a conversation. And, and Ted is initially on board to, like, help with the investigation. But then the lieutenant, like, or the captain or whatever the fuck he is, pisses him off. Yeah. And so he fucks up his chance. And Lou's like, come on, Ted, just go apologize. Like, I really need your help. And Ted's like, fuck it, that's not who I am. Right. So then Jennifer's like, I'm going to go investigate. Real quick, this. so the captain, or sorry, the chief. Chief, right. another, the The chief in another, like, you know, staple of, like, crime shows, like, of the dickhead chief, shows up in a tux because he's at, like, some kind of fucking gala or something and has to, like, he's Commissioner Gordon, has to, like, fucking, like, you know, like, show up, like, and, like, leave the party to come down to this crime scene. And he's super dickish because he had to leave this thing and is, like, having to, like supervise even though he's the chief of police um and so he's just like standing there like in this like fucking the the old ruffle like shirt like under like the uh the vest and and coat um ridiculous 70s tuxes are the absolute most ridiculous thing with those like liberace like ruffles like shirts um he looks absurd but um it's my favorite character in the whole movie is is the chief because he's just like such a dickhead uh he's a pretty big dick yeah um so anyway so girl talking to jennifer jennifer is talking to this like glasses girl that's just what we call her because i don't remember her name it's like stacy or something like that anyway she's talking uh, to stacy the glasses girl or sally or Susie. sherry sherry uh, is right? it sherry anyway it doesn't matter it's something something with an s yeah. so jennifer gets this hot tip and she's going to go investigate. And she goes to another, like, common theme in this movie, which is businesses that look like they've been closed for a decade where apparently things are happening. So she goes to... Where the fuck is she? It's not the Metalworks, is it? She goes to investigate this laboratory. Yeah. And she's poking around and looking. And she's not a she's not a reporter right does it ever say what she does for a job she she used to work for like the company right like the the genetics people no that's Susie that used to work or sally oh uh, okay no jennifer's just nosy bitch so who's like who's like hot to like help her boyfriend out so she's gonna go investigate like this like this hot lead so she's walking around this dark fucking building which is Everything that happens in this movie is a dark fucking building. And what does she find? I'm trying to remember exactly how this happens. The end result is that she also gets mouth raped by Singanor and she doesn't die. She goes into a coma. So now Ted is just drinking himself to death because he's lost the love of his life that he's known for two days. <laughs> Right. And Lou's like, come on, Ted, this isn't you. Like, you gotta you gotta break out of it. And he's like, ah, leave me alone. This is how I'm dealing with my pain. So then Susie comes in, because, you know, she already sent his wife or his girlfriend to, like, her doom. And she's like, hey, like, I got this hot tip. Like, the thing that is fucking all these people up, it's not a... A serial killer, it's a, a genetically created creature, and I know because I used to work at the lab where it was created. And then Ted is, like, broken out of his 
fucking fugue state or whatever and opens a drawer and I swear to God oh, it's like six fucking pistols in this drawer. Oh, I'm trying to find it, like to count all of them. Yes. Um it's absurd. It and the absurd. one that he, the one that he there pulls it is. Out. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five. There's five, but there's like so many bullets and clips right. like in there. It's like one, two, three clips and like Empty bullets, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten bullets just like rolled around the drawer. Hilarious. So I know this is 1980, but I swear to God, the gun that he pulls out is the size of like an NES fucking um, zapper. <laughs> it is the biggest fucking Glock. I don't even think it's a, it's got to be a fake gun or it's like a laser tag pistol or something. Right. It's still too early for that. Right. But it's just this gigantic fucking pistol. With this holster that's also in the same drawer. So he pulls the gun out, pulls the holster out, puts him into his, like, jacket pocket. And then he's, like, on the case. So (sighs) Sally or Susie or whatever wants to come with him. And he's like, no, I can't let you come with me. And so she keeps badgering him and badgering him. And finally he's like, fine, you can come with me. So they go... Do they go into the sewer at that point? Well, they go into like like a factory that like ends up like leading them to. Then they find um, Tyndale, right? Um, yes, you're right. So they go into this. They go into this. They they go into the lab, and when they go downstairs in the basement of the lab, okay, Tyndale, Tyndale, who calls himself Howard at this point, comes out, and he's like skeletalized and covered in some weird goop, and he's dying. And they're like, oh my god, it's got to be in here, let's go. So they go into the door that Tyndale came out of, and and that leads them into the sewer. And so, this is the first time where this movie is actually properly illuminated, is in the fucking dank, dark sewer that they go into. (laughs) And you know know what's hilarious is this is the least interested I am in this movie and it's like the last like 25 minutes like it just becomes completely uninteresting to me because it feels like it takes like 45 minutes to happen yeah so basically the end of this movie is Susie and Ted running around the same three sewer hallways like back and forth and back and forth and back and forth while Sinjinor chases them very, very slowly. So they eventually come to this. No, this is the funniest thing. I swear to this. So that this part made me laugh really hard. So they come to this room and there's all these bodies all over the floor. And an obvious, mm-hmm. like the whole movie is a ripoff of alien. Right. But the bodies are encased in like spider webs for some yes. reason. Sinjinor is not a spider, mm-hmm. but they're, you know, there they are, like all spider eyes, and then there's these things coming out of them that are like stegosauruses, kind of. I don't know how to describe it. Like it's like like a Gucci purse or something like that, like next to them, and then there's little like wires yeah. going into the people, and that's how they're like feeding off of them. Uh-huh. Um. So anyway, um. Dude, Ted, when, Ted when he figures, when he shoots one of those people, yeah, watching this fucking actor, like fucking like shoot, like I I'm assuming there must be like maybe like some sort of like a real like not a real bullet but like a 
like there's an actual jerk to it because he shoots one of them at one point and like his his like fucking arm and hand go all like jerk and go all cockeyed like he's obviously like never shot a gun before <laughs> and it's like he reacts to it um it's it's hysterical um, for this, funny. for the master detective, like with his fucking eighteen guns, um, to not know how to shoot a gun really is 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 really funny. So anyway, so he ends up shooting like all of these. Oh, so it's revealed also. So you get a lot of exposition that we left out. So this is where you find out that it's called the Singenor from mm-hmm. Susie, and that it's a genetically modified being that they were working on that kind of got away from them or whatever, and. It turned out to be super aggressive, and it was too aggressive for them to control, but then they couldn't shut it down, and it reproduces asexually because sometimes that happens. That's a, that's the actual, like, explanation. Right. So, some some things just do that. Right. So, yeah. anyway. This is it's something the, the body does when you shake it. does the body when you shake it. Right, exactly. Thank you. Um, so, they're shooting these egg sacs that are obvious, like, rip-offs of aliens. And he stops shooting, and she's, like, screaming. And Sinjinor is just, like, peeking around the corner, like, looking over his shoulder at all the destruction that he's wrought. Not angry or anything, just looking at him. And he's like, Bleh! And Sinjinor's like, Bleh! And so then Ted and Sally, or Susie or whatever, run away. So then it's, like, the most ludicrous chase sequence ever. So they run to a sewer grate. And Ted's like, go ahead and you go up first. Even though Sinjinor's like really far away. Let me describe something here really quick. Because this is another thing that made me laugh really hard. Sinjinor's got like a foxy walk. Because I don't know what's going on with the boots. But I think it is, is there's like these sleeves that are over top of somebody's shoes. And the shoes are like platform shoes so that it makes them seem taller when they film. But there's, like, these sleeves going down. So when you see Sinjinor walk, it's like he's walking on a catwalk. Like, he's pigeon-toed almost. Yes. And it's, like, one foot in front of another, but it's real saucy. Like yeah, the way it he's is. Like, it's absolutely. He's, like, stalking. Yes. But in in because of that, Sinjinor can't walk at those, all. Those hips are sashaying. Yeah, like, so it takes yeah. him forever. Uh-huh. So Ted's like, all right, go ahead up, Sally. So she climbs up. She's too weak to move the manhole cover from on top of this ladder. Ted shoots Sinjinor. Sinjinor falls over. Sinjinor gets back up, and Ted's like, well, I'm not going to try that again. So then he's like, come on down. So then they decide to run away again. So they run away again. So never ends. Yeah. They run and run and run, and then they come to this place where there's, like, boards in front of, like, the wall. And so he pulls down all these boards. Mind you, this creature is still coming after them, but has not gotten to them yet, even though they've only run for, like, 30 seconds. So they pull all these boards down, and he's like, oh, look, a grate. And he's like, wait, it's too high. Wait, there was a ladder back there. So then Ted turns around and runs and goes back and picks up this random ladder off the ground. And now the movie is so dark that every, like, ten seconds it just fades to black completely because the camera can't pick up enough light to illuminate anything. So Ted grabs the ladder, turns around. Sinjinor's still back there, turns around, runs over puts the ladder up, is like, come on, climb up. So Sally climbs up. She's like, oh, I dropped my glasses. And Ted's like, ah, it's no time. So he climbs up and breaks the ladder, but still manages to get up. And they climb out of this grate. And now they're in 
like Mahogan Metalworks. Like it's so specific where Ted's like, oh, we're in the Mahogan Metalworks. Like he knows exactly where they are as soon as they come up out of the screen. But anyway. Mm. So then is the most ludicrous chase sequence, I think, in any movie ever. Because all it is is there's a big pile of boxes in the middle of this room and they continuously just run back and forth on either side of this pile of boxes with Ingenor chasing them. Right. And at some points they're going to hide in a room. And then when they hide in the room, Sinjinor going to break in and they're going to like escape from that room. And he's not going to know where they are. So then they're going to be in another room, but then he's going to find them anyway. So the fucking like denouement of this fucking masterpiece is Sally's lost her glasses. So she can't see anything. And can't recognize, like, anything in existence because her glasses are gone. So she never, I don't know, anyway. So, (laughs) there's a fucking pneumatic press in the room that they're in. And Ted's like, what we're going to do is you're going to hit this button and make the pneumatic press crush Syngenor when he comes in. And she's like, I can't see to do anything. And he's like, look. Just don't press the button until I tell you to. So then he runs away to like lure Singanor over to whatever. And she immediately finds this note that she can't read because she doesn't have her glasses. Mm-hmm. But you can read it because mm-hmm. you're a human being. Like, <laughs> screen. Right. And it says something. It's again, it's like the weirdest fucking like world building for no reason. It's like, hey, Carl, Barry here. Hope you All had right. a great shift. <laughs> like, just yeah, so you know. You're right. It's like you're playing like The Last of Us and getting that backstory. Like, right, right. That's that's why I never play that game. (laughs) So it's like, hey, Barry, hey, Howard here. Like, oh, the the press is acting up. So you know, you gotta like. Hold on, I got, I got it right here. The stroke motor is overheating again. Do not leave the control box on for more than a minute without operating. The breakers will blow. Have fun, Reg. Yeah. (laughs) and you know what the fucked up thing is that's like exactly the note that some asshole would leave for you like who just had a fucked up shift but knows that your shift is going to be even more fucked up and it's just like being a complete dick about it but what yeah can you do? There, there's all caps uh underlines and exclamation points yeah could you so it's like yeah have fun it's like you know you yeah. know what you know what if you asked reg how he was doing he would say to you Oh, it's another damn paradise. No place I'd rather be. <laughs> you got you got you got to find the audio recording in the next room to to, right. to get that. Working hard or hardly working. <laughs> that's that's fucking Reg. Reg 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 is a Reg is a dick. Right. So anyway, so Ted like gets Sinjinor and they're fighting with each other. And Sinjinor tries to mouthfuck Ted, but it doesn't work because, again, I think he's got too much throat to get through. Mm-hmm. And Ted's screaming, and then Lou comes in out of nowhere, and Lou's got a shotgun, and Lou shoots Sinjinor in the chest, and Sinjinor falls over, but then he stands up again. They're like, oh my god. So then Ted's like crawling backwards, and then's like, Sally, do it, do it now. And she goes, and just slams her hands down. And in that moment, manages to trigger the press, and it crushes Sinjinor, and he's dead. So, 
here's here's well maybe. Oh, just so you know it's it actually is it's lou with the shotgun and the metalworks shoots it who shoots the singenor and that puts him on the press oh right you're right that's what puts lou is on. lou's the hero of this movie Ultimately. and i called him the most useless <laughs> stand by my statement so anyway so um fuck jennifer so no 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 i'm not i i i want i want to mention something else before we get oh, to okay. the jennifer so ted goes over and picks up sally off the ground and embraces her even yeah. though the love yeah. of his life his girlfriend yeah. is in a coma in the hospital he's like fondling Keep admittedly it. like attractive i think more attractive than jennifer agreed Susie or sally or whatever so then you cut to jennifer in the hospital and she's got a nurse attending to her but then she starts to like rouse and she wakes up and singenor is there even though he's dead like attacking her and she's ah, screaming then she wakes up again because it was all a dream. So she's out of her coma. And she's like, Ted, Ted. And then it cuts to the outside where it's like zooming in on a manhole cover. No, I'm sorry, a sewer grate. And the descriptive yeah. text says like creature chittering or something like yes. that. With the implication that there are it's definitely chittering. More Singenors in the world than Ted was aware. Yes. And that's the end of the movie. That's it. Yeah. You get no resolution. Ted never no. goes and, like, attends to his, you know, comatose girlfriend. Because he's got a new one now, you know, because she's all about it. Right. Um, And that's it. That's Singenor. Yep. So. Yep. And just so you know, there is a sequel to this movie. Oh, but it's a that. sequel in title only called mm. well title and creature um i think called singenor and then there's like some subtitle to it um but it is not a direct sequel to this movie in the sense that it has no returning actors characters ideas it's just the dude that made the movie really liked the way the singenor looked and decided he didn't want to like really associate with the low budget nature of the original one. So yeah. Yeah. Which also we talked about Slime City earlier. There's also a sequel to Slime City, but that's actually a true sequel. And I'm probably gonna watch it. I don't know when I'm gonna watch it. I don't know. I really don't have time now, but we'll see. It'll happen someday. You know this guy that directed this was responsible for um that fucking house on Haunted Hill from ninety nine, right? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't look up anything about him. Yeah. Um, Freddy, uh, Freddy's Nightmare, up a movie called Creature from '85. Oh yeah, I like Creature. Mm. Then an episode of Freddy's Nightmares, Tales from uh, the Crypt. Then he does uh, something called Weird World, a '95 TV film. Then House on Haunted Hill. Then oh. Fear.com. Yeah, that's bad. And then an episode of Masters of Horror, and then something called Parasomnia, which looks like um, it's like a direct to. Oh, Jeffrey Combs is in it, and Timothy Bottoms, and Sean. Oh, he did. He did the fair-haired child Masters of Horror. That's actually one of the better ones. Hmm. I don't remember it. 
that right? Am I remembering this wrong? No. I mean, a bit of a mixed bag, I would say. This guy. Well, Fear.com is terrible. House yes. on Haunted Hill is terrible. Yes. House on Haunted Hill is... Is terrible. It's just too much. Yes. Everything's too much about it. Yeah. Um, I, I can't stand that fucking movie. I can't stand the other. You know what it is? Either. You know what it is? What? It's it's fucking it's fucking fat ghosts is what it is. That's it what is, yeah, like. you're, 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 <laughs> that's fucking, be right. fucking fucking chubby horror, man. It's Maybe. like too much. Yeah, I mean, Chris Kattan has nothing to do with it though. Um, so yeah, so scared to death. Yeah, I I until I got bored in the last like twenty minutes or so, I I I actually really enjoyed this movie, but not because it's good, but because it's really bad. But it was enjoyable bad to me. One of the least likable, maybe the the least likable protagonist, um, of all time. Just a complete and utter fucking. Um, doofus. So I thought this movie was absolute garbage, but it had stuff in it that made me laugh pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but not a good movie at all. No, no, um, terrible movie. <laughs> it actually has a, a decent amount of praise from people who kind of call it like a hidden gem or a, mm. like a cult classic. But mm. you got to have some like lighting, you know. I got to be able to see. I swear to God, there's like minutes of this movie, like literally like 45 seconds to a, to a minute of film where you can see absolutely nothing that's going on. And all that the descriptive text will tell you is that it's just like creature noises. And it's not on purpose, I don't think. Like, I think that you're meant, they want you to see something, but there's nothing there to see. So, yes. Yeah. So um, we got that so hour and a half movie down to hour and thirty five minute movie down to about an hour. So that's pretty good. There's yeah, <laughs> a lot to talk about. There was a lot to talk about with this movie. You could talk about this movie for yeah for a long time. It's awful. I think you really like. I think it's really important to analyze at times like where where filmmakers are just investing like a little too much. Mm-hmm. You know who else does that? Not, not to this extent though. Like trauma will do it sometimes. Trauma will put just like a little too much into like a movie. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm that that's not fair because trauma is not really like making movies. So maybe it's just like some, I don't know, some creators, but like this movie definitely it it's way too way too much investment in that shit like there's i mean this man like wrote the greatest thing that he's ever written in his life and it's in like a shit movie with shit performances and yes um yeah it's a disaster. It's a disaster of a movie. I find I found it very enjoyable, mostly, um, because it was such a disaster. Um, I don't know if you guys are I, look. I it's bad acting. There's a lot of bad acting in this, and I'm a sucker for bad acting. 
like it'll make me laugh like every time i'm also a sucker for bad editing and there's some horrendous editing and coverage in this movie like when when she goes to pick up the flowers or the roses or whatever at one point it's like she she like reaches like she bends over and starts reaching down in like uh like i guess like a long shot um and then it goes into a close-up of her hand but like the the cut in between there is just the most jarring like unnecessary thing because they like they went way too close into the close-up from the long shot and it didn't really match the way her hand was going down and there's shit like that that just like make me chuckle like throughout the whole movie um because it's just so poorly done yeah i would um i would appreciate all that more if i could see it so <laughs> that's funny like i i mean i understand what you're saying but it it didn't bother me that much like it it's one of the things that makes me the angriest in any movie because it just completely pushes me out of like watching the movie like i just don't care any more about watching it if i can't see it i guess i don't know yeah that's so i'm saying like i didn't notice it because i didn't notice it like i mean i i saw some areas that were really dark but i didn't notice it being i i feel like i've complained about that a lot throughout the time of the podcast where it's like i fucking hate movies that are too dark and i can't see what's going on like i thought like antlers like and shit like that was like way too dark and i couldn't see what the hell was happening um this one didn't i don't know for some reason didn't like i didn't notice it um yeah it it super bothered me and i know that like my tv is not super dark so i don't know what it is yeah it's like it was also just so this movie was re-released in the 2000s um by somebody like scream factory or something like that um so you would think they would have cleaned up the cut or whatever but it is just one of the worst transfers i don't know it really it really bothered me a lot hmm. so what's your final what's your chagrin, chagrin score on this oh it's like uh like an eight at least. really yeah jesus i know this is like a subjective thing right like the chagrin score like it's subjected to like your experience right when you give those it's a really bad movie, buddy. Oh like, yeah, it's, sure. It's but but film. but I mean, does the enjoyment of it not come into play when you give these scores, or is it just how bad it is? I never, I didn't enjoy this movie. I like really oh, okay. hated this movie a lot, and oh okay, I laughed at like a few things. Like I laughed a decent amount, and I probably described it in a way that made it seem like I might have enjoyed it a little bit. But I was really annoyed the entire time i was watching this thing. <laughs> my chagrin score is like a four like i i enjoyed like i i thought this movie was so bad that it was funny a lot like a lot more often than you did i think um i mean there's difference. things that made me like la- so let me think of something that's a good example like the american ninja movies right mm-hmm. they're not good movies right and there's things in it that make me laugh in those movies but there's genuine filmmaking skill that <laughs> is exists in those mm-hmm. films. Okay. Where there's somebody with actual like directorial talent, like behind the camera, who knows how to light a scene and frame a scene and knows how to like edit a movie where the 
you know, like flows from plot point to plot point, even if it's ridiculous. Uh Like, yeah, and that's not that's not happening here at all. No, 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 it's not. Not at all. Yeah, I really can't stand like poorly lit movies. It really drives me nuts. It makes me so angry. (laughs) And part of that is part of that I know is a hundred percent to hide this the the Sinjinor. Uh-huh. The Sinjinor walk at one point when they do a medium shot of it through the sewers when it's like doing that like that strut is is so funny. It's so funny. I I really think this movie's fun. Um as bad as it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just Again, it made me laugh a number of times, and I was really kind of, in my own way, kind of drawn in by just the love that was put into, like, crafting some of these things. Mm-hmm. Actually, if you would have asked me up to the Tyndall point, like, I would have said that I was really enjoying that movie, but everything uh-huh. after that I found was way too dark, and especially the stuff, like, you got to spend so much time in that sewer scene. Like, where they just completely, like, the film is just black for, like, stretches of time. That really takes me out of, like, the enjoyment of a movie, watching that kind of shit. Interesting. I didn't, um, I didn't notice the blackness as much as you did. It's really dark. And it's really annoying, and it's really grainy. Yes, it is very grainy, and it has, like, the the marks, like, from, like, the, the film, like all over it all the time um yes that's what i'm saying it's a terrible transfer that doesn't yes. drive you nuts no nah. god that pisses me off so much i can't stand watching shit like that um not this one i don't know what it was like it didn't bother me that much like sometimes it can um definitely but um yeah this one it wasn't like so noticeable with those markings and stuff from the film to me like it's only when it got dark that i noticed it more I didn't notice it during uh, so much during the um like brighter daylight scenes and stuff. I don't know. Never. I liked um red card me all day long if it's movies like that. <laughs> you don't want to ask for that. Yeah, I know. Spin that wheel. All right. I'm, I'm, is, 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 is that I'm, happening? I'm, I'm yes, and but I mean we're not gonna like do it in, for a few weeks, but yeah, like yeah. We're gonna we're gonna spin the wheel and and see what you get. What will Frank come back from vacation to? <laughs> do I dare to eat a peach? Is the category. The category is do I dare to eat a peach? What is that bullshit category? What 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 am I gonna find? It has to. I think it has to involve either fruit. <laughs> Or hesitancy. I mean, that's not hesitancy. That's fucking like crushing self doubt. <laughs> okay, cool. Find that. <laughs> um, that's that's even better. That's even better than hesitancy. I love it. <laughs> what just happened on your screen? You, you look like you were in an anime just now. Mm, I am in an anime. <laughs> um, I'm actually watching. Uh, I'm watching video game fighting. Mm, that makes sense. Um, compilation. Do I 
there to eat a peach. So that's you that made that. Self-crushing doubt. Crushing self-doubt. Crushing self-doubt, okay. I like it. All right. Um, or fruit. I mean, I think that's fine, too. Um, I've already seen James and the Giant Peach, so... <laughs> Unless there's a sequel that I don't know about. All right. <sighs> so, is there any like secret chat tonight, or there's we're gonna watch a couple trailers and finish off last week. Oh, right, right. Um. All right. <laughs> so we're gonna start off. I have not seen any of these. I've just seen that they are upcoming for the um for the summer. So the first one we are going to watch is Oh shit, hold on, hold on. I gotta I, I gotta accept thing. that you're recording my meeting so I can actually see my oh, screen. Okay. Yeah. That's what I get for watching uh fighting game compilations. <laughs> instead right. of paying attention. So first thing we're gonna watch is a is a trailer for a movie called Strays, um, which I just saw Will Farrell was in. I know nothing about this. I have not seen a single thing from this. I don't know what to expect. So, um, we'll see what's going on. Today is going to be the best oh, day Jesus. ever. Is I it? love sunshine. It's a, I love it's a talking dog. But more than anything, I love Doug. Hey! Shut the fuck up! Fucking piece of shit. That's Doug, the best owner in the world. <laughs> We're playing this game called Fetch and Fuck. Fetch! He drops me off really far away and drives home without me. When I bring the ball back, he says, Fuck. That's how I know I won the game. This is really depressing. Yeah, really. Hey, honey, you ever been with an Afghan before? I don't think so, but thank you. Thank you for me, kid. He left your ass. Oh, that can't be right. You are officially. Holy shit, Frank. You gotta watch this movie for the chagrin. Doug doesn't love me. Yeah, I'm pretty chagrined right now. <laughs> I could probably talk to him. I am a therapy dog. Fred, you can learn how beautiful it can be when you're off the leash. This beer is making me dizzy. It's about to get real dizzy up in this bitch. I'm having a great time. Fuck right here. What you want? I'm so I'm embarrassed. Oh, bitch ass friend with the motherfucking home perm and shit. What did you just say? Hey, you I would hate for this to get violent. You were straight. You can do anything you oh want. Oh my god. Going back to Doug's. What? Fuck, man. He needs to pay for what? Anybody's listening to this, I'm just stunned. You loves. gotta watch this I'm trailer. Just dick off. Oh, wait, did he just say my Yeah, I, I'm still a little drunk, but... I said, a... I'm gonna bite his dick off. Oh, we gonna fuck shit up. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Big day today. You ever humped anything before? I wouldn't say I've humped, per se. There you go, Red. I'm doing good? Tell him no, you're his dad. Hey, no, I'm your father. It's good to finally meet you. Reggie. Even under these strange circumstances. God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Little puppy paw pads are really hurting right now. So how exactly could this get worse? Um, I don't know what to say about what I'm watching. This trailer is really long. It is. You gotta think too, they're giving you the best stuff probably. Oh shit. Guys, we've got a dick to rip off. What are those? Kinda looks like food. Oh shit. Oh now they're gonna eat uh, magic mushrooms. You look Fuck. different. Shit, you look different too. How so? Is it my human hands? <sighs> oh my god, I'm sorry, Frank. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> you just cursed me. He cursed me to have to watch that. <laughs> and I had to watch the Red Band trailer, so I feel kind of offended. <laughs> okay, we don't need to watch that again. <laughs> Fucking hell. How are the... Alright, uh, oh, a serious question. Who's watching that movie, Frank? Like... Who watched Ted? Yeah. That, that's, that's the person that's going to see that movie. I mean, those actors just are all just taking a payday, right? To do the voices for this thing? Uh, do you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, somebody's definitely into watching that movie. Yeah. All right. Have you seen the Flash trailer? Yeah, no, I have not. Right. Let's go ahead and watch that one. I have not seen it yet either, so. So this is the... What's the name? Ezra Miller, is that right? Mm-hmm. Right. Ezra Miller Flash. Gonna be the last, I guess, like old iteration inter- of the DC universe. Um I can't believe that he's still in it. Uh they had already started filming, hadn't they, by the time the like yeah, but that are... don't matter sometimes. Tell me something. You can go anywhere. Another timeline. Another universe. So why do you want to stay and fight to save this one? Because this is the world where my mom lives. I'm not going to lose her again. Time has a pattern that it can't help reliving. Different people, different worlds. I'm already really bored. Yeah drawn to each other like sad sad Ezra Miller like isn't working my face oh my face that's really bad okay yeah is Gorilla Grodd in this movie do you know I have no idea no that's all I really care about you could also destroy everything okay so Affleck's in it for a bit. But isn't this the one that Keaton's in, too? Yeah, I think so. I created a world with no metahumans. And now there's no one to defend us. Oh, okay. So he goes to, like, he creates a different universe, and that's the universe that... Okay, the Keaton. Oh, and there's two Ezra Millers also. You're... You are... Yeah. I'm Batman. It's too bad Keaton's reprising it in this. So it's also a shame that this happened in Spider-Man like fucking two years ago. <laughs> right. I can't yeah. do what I did. Yeah. Or last year, whenever the fuck that happened. Yeah. If I can't get back, there might not be a future. Did we talk about that Spider-Man fight? No, we never talked about it. Okay. You watched it, though? Uh, yeah. I fell asleep midway through it, though, so... Yeah. Okay. Oh, God, I hate this trailer trope. Of, like, gone the, the black and the silence. We're very... God... 
are you doing? Our kids are gonna want to see this. Is that Supergirl? Yeah, no. that's Supergirl. Okay. All right. Cool. Glad that iteration of the universe is over. Yeah, uh, it's terrible. Ugh. It's you know what the shame is though is I really do like um Affleck Batman. Oh yeah, I do too. I, I, that was the, that was like the one thing that I like liked out of any of like the Snyder shit was I I liked him playing Bruce Wayne particularly I guess like overall. Look, like, I really think that Pattinson is maybe the best like year one Batman. Mm-hmm. But I would really like to see an Affleck, Dark Knight Returns, Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just let him go all gray and... Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on to Haunted Mansion. Is this another Disney Haunted Mansion? Welcome home. I don't know if it's Disney or not. Warm as I'd hoped, but it is going to light mm-hmm. vanilla candle, and it's going to be a game changer. Will it though? We're out. This mansion is unhinged. She needs all the help she can get. You want to be a hero? Some Owen Wilson out of nowhere. Yes. Two thousand dollars. What's the address? I'm gonna move into. I will say this actually looks like kind of like haunted, like the haunted mansion, like more. The, the Eddie Murphy one. Yes. Like the aesthetic of it, I like. Yeah. It actually looks like the ride. Playing tricks on you. Yeah, like the coloring there and like the decor and stuff. Yeah, I, I like the uh, like look at least. Yeah, I'm seeing it. Be careful. Yeah, like the hologram kind of ghost like that they have. Yeah. Other more powerful entities may come through. Not on our watch. Well, what are you gonna do? Seriously. Yeah. They're already dead. Yeah. They're gonna be deader. Okay. I don't know. I'll probably never watch it, but it doesn't look awful to me. I'll um, watch when it comes on Disney Plus at some point. Yeah. I um, decent cast to it. Yeah, I mean, fine. Um, I like all the principles there. All right, last one for the summer is our good old friend Tom Cruise in part one because I had to break it up in two parts of Mission Impossible Seven: Dead Reckoning. No, oh, nice. Um, those two movies, one in 2023 and one in 2024, part one and two. <clears throat> see what old Tom's up to. Nothing so far. It's, it's, it's random imagery. This looks like every Mission Impossible movie ever. Yes. This is our chance. Uh, he, he was driving a car, I think, with no door. Oh, man. He jumped over a railing. He's <laughs> walking after someone. There's yeah. a chase in a Humvee. Oh, Simon Pegg's running. Oh, somebody's, everybody's running. Shooting horses. <laughs> Desert <laughs> wind. Is that a, is that a Zeppelin? <laughs> <laughs> 
somebody is he gonna say it oh I thought he was gonna say you never see me when I'm very upset a lot of people oh there's where the doors get ripped off okay. oh yeah that makes sense now yeah oh there's a quiet boat scene with the principals they're in like Venice or some shit they're everywhere they're in all the cities <laughs> is that like fucking DC like Nolan shit how many car chases are there in this now there's at least well that might be a continuous car chase it could be yeah because they needed they needed to get some right, look at look at those lights that is not, that's... look at them running yeah I know look at that prestidigitation oh there's there's another <laughs> well, that's a motorcycle chase oh there's another train scene oh, on top man. of the train oh like, that's that, that bringing train, it back around that train went off a off a cliff that motorcycle just went off a cliff too a second Look cliff this. <laughs> this is, this. Uh, Tom Cruise just making movies to do like to, to, to do like stunts that's friend it friend of the podcast Aiden is uh, hype right now I bet uh, <laughs> he, he does he does like a Mission Impossible movie um yeah mm. <sighs> all right well all right no winner no real winners this week were there any last week i don't know i guess indiana jones we said we would watch right like it looked all right um i'll definitely go to the movies and see that probably um almost definitely oh all right so we will end up having content for everyone over the course of like the next um, few weeks. We have a, a special bonus uh, one week where uh, Frank and I revisit. Uh, where would you rank that in terms of chagrin, Frank? Like like a top top twenty chagrin all time. Yeah, right? I would say so. Yeah, um, revisiting a, a like a fabled um, experience we had watching that movie for the first time. We rewatched it again in a watch along. And then you're planning on doing a couple of these from, um, from Thailand, right? Yeah. I'm going to watch some movies on the flight over. Mm -hmm. Hoping that um, Qatar air has some better. uh... Then you're, you're hoping to watch one when you're there too, right? At least one. I'd like to watch. um, I'd like to watch Renfield and uh, there was something else that's coming out. Hmm. Oh, I, there's that, um, what's his name? Jacqueline Phoenix, a 24 horror movie. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, this is, this is like, uh, Bo is Afraid or something like that. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. The Ari Aster movie. Um, yeah, it's getting a lot of positive reviews, um, overall, but <clears throat> so, yeah, so I mean, even if it's not a chagrin, like we'll do a, possibly do a quick cage if, if possible. Um, but yeah, so we got we got content to cover, like for the next couple weeks. Um, but until then, like we'll be kind of like taking a break on the main chagrin. When Frank comes back, he will find a uh, movie that contains um, crushing self doubt um, for the or category fruit. or fruit for the category. Do I dare to eat a peach? And uh, in the meantime, have a good vacation, Frank. And, Thank uh, you. Yep, I'll miss you guys. And and we'll be back with um, 
chagrin at some point in the next uh, couple weeks. So yep. thanks for listening, everybody. Deuces. <laughs>